Hello, everybody. I am Peter Travers. This is Popcorn, where we tell you what's happening at the movies. And there is a movie now called Roman J. Israel Esquire, starring my guest Denzel Washington in, I think, one of his best performances. And I say that, that means something, because this guy has a real record of great performances. This is like you've never seen him before. So... I'm welcoming you. Thank you. You man. look Thank like you. I've seen you before, but Roman doesn't look like yeah. anybody you've ever played. He's different. He, 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 I love Roman. Do you? Yeah. It's a character that I, I really can, I, I, I can look at it when we were editing and, and, you know, I'm watching it day after day. I was like, you know, I like that guy. And I, and I felt like I'm looking at someone else or not. Well, describe myself. him a little. Wow. He, he's, uh, he's, he's Alone and lonely, I think you'd say. <laughs> but a uh, bit of a, 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 a savant, very bright, uh, very, very uh, accomplished with, the, with law and, and, and legal, legalese. Lacks social skills. He's a bit, you know, slow when it comes to relationships and things like He's that. He's on the spectrum. He's, yeah, yeah, that's what I decided. That yeah. he, 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 he's got a taste of... A, of Asperger's, he tries mm -hmm. to what they call mimic neurotypical behavior. What makes him such a fascinating character to me is that he he dresses, he looks the afro, the raspberry colored suit, yeah. the lapel. Yeah, he's stuck in the seventies. Where he basically found his ideals. Mm. That's what formed him. Mm. This was a guy who said, "I'm going to be a social activist in the world," mm. and everybody said, "Well, yeah, you can do all that." And stay in the law office and do the research, but we don't want to see you in a courtroom. Right. But his ideals were the same. Mm. And to me, when I watch it, I feel for him. Mm -hmm. Because we don't see that very much. Right. We don't have ideals right. like that yeah. anymore. I, well, they're not celebrated, necessarily. Mm -hmm. I think there's still people doing the heavy lifting, doing the real work, but that's not celebrated. Uh, as he says, he's the, the man behind the curtain, mm -hmm. so to speak. Well, he's behind the curtain, but he's also somebody who feels. Mm. And when you, how do you research playing somebody like that? Um, you know, I, I had a, a, I have a friend of mine whose son w w was is on the spectrum and was is brilliant, and and I started there. And uh, he knows he knows what he knows. So I started with the law, and 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 you know, and and I asked the question, why? Well, why is he alone? Why has he never, you know, had a girlfriend? Why, did, why, 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 why? And you start answering those questions and it starts leading to, to understanding the character a little bit better. Well, you know somebody and you watch it, but is that your approach when you're playing a character like this? Because this... is never one, there's never one a, approach. Uh, I, I can't say that. It's all that. different. Yeah, it's all, it's all different. Shoes were important mm -hmm. for this, this, this character. I, I wore big, big shoes on purpose, a couple of sizes too big, because it made me feel a little more awkward. Some of the research I was doing about uh, Asperger's is sometimes they're, they're, they're a bit awkward. So I was looking for a handle, a way in to, to feel a little more awkward. Mm -hmm. Was it about how somebody who is on the spectrum can't look somebody directly in the eye? That's a part of it. Yeah. That, that's a part of it. You know, not only that, and, and, and I didn't want to... Just rely on that and say, oh, it's, it's all mm -hmm. Asperger's. But, um, but it was fascinating just doing the research and, and, and meeting the people that I met. 
I remember when I first saw it and thought, this isn't like I see you. It's not like you always play the same character. You don't. But this is a guy who basically doesn't have that sharpness that you do. Well, he has a different... He does it, well, it's different, yeah, it's different, but it's there, and yeah. he's got tremendous brain for right, right. remembering much what a legal myself. brief is. Yeah, I'm sure you have all of it. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's really that's great. I said much unlike myself. <laughs> but it's, um, it, it takes some getting used to in the beginning to see it because we think you're two steps ahead always when I see mm. you on screen of what it is. And here, he can be that, and he can mm. also be something else. Mm. Characters are interesting when they're not one thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's basically Roman. Yeah, I, and, and, you know, I'm not looking at me, so I'm, I'm not comparing it to other me's mm-hmm. because I'm not looking at myself. I'm being looked at. Mm-hmm. So I'm just interpreting the role and, and, and heading down the path. You know, Dan Gilroy wrote a rich script with a rich character and and it is it was fun and and fertile territory so it was it was easy to jump in how are you in terms of looking at you on a screen when this is finished and you're looking at a first cut of roman israel what are you saying are you critical about yourself um less so now because i've directed movies mm-hmm. and directed movies i've been in so mm-hmm. i'm used to looking at the footage so I stayed away from this until Dan was ready for me to look at it, you know. But but I, I'm I'm used to it. I'm, I'm more used to it, I guess, because I because I've directed myself. Well, you just finished directing yourself. Right, Fences right, fences, to do right. something like that. Is it relaxing when you go back to not have to yep. do that? I, yeah. In fact, I have to I have to remind myself that that's not my job. <laughs> You know, oh, like, that must be you know, fun. oh, wait a minute. I'm sorry. I'm just the actor. I'm the actor. I'll be over oh, here. Oh, I see. Yeah, it's yeah, not. Yeah. No, I have I'll nothing to say. I'll be in my trailer. <laughs> that's right. Come and see me. Yeah, come and popcorn. see me. Yeah, that's right. Yes. You know, right. otherwise I'm really not interested. Yes, right. it's, it has to be impossible not to, to do that, though, to to not be watching everything when, once you've done it. Which You, you know, done. Robert Ellswit, who's a brilliant cinematographer, mm-hmm. and Dan, they, they, they work together. And between the three of us, there was such trust that I didn't have to stand there. And, and you know, I'm just concerned with what I'm doing, make sure I got my stuff together. Mm-hmm. Well, this is a long time that you've been an actor now. How, how long do you think it is? It's like uh, I started uh, profession. I've been an actor professionally for 40 years. Whoa. 1977. And still learning. Still learning. You got to do that. I yep. read a statistic that just floored me. When you were doing St. Elsewhere, and I remember this, it said that you were in 137 episodes of St. Elsewhere? Of that show. Over six years? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Whoa. That's, that's normal, isn't it? Well, well they, used to do 20, they used to do 22. Right. Now, now they do 10. 10. 10 it's amazing years, right. to do that. Well, we were, I remember every year, uh, Bruce Paltrow, God rest his soul, was the executive producer. And I'd go in at the end of the season. I'd say, you know, should I rent or should I buy? Because we, we were never, we never had, we never had great ratings. So I said, should I rent or should I buy? He said, keep renting. I'm like, okay, all right, I'll rent another year. Yeah, he said, keep renting, don't buy. We don't know. It's TV. yeah. We never knew if we were coming back each season. That's a long time to work on something. Going back to Bruce Paltrow, he allowed me to leave the show. I think it was three times to do movies. So I got to work with Sidney Lumet uh, mm-hmm. while I was doing St. Elsewhere. I got to work with Norman Jewison 
while I was doing St. Elsewhere, and I got to work with Sir Richard Attenborough and Cry Freedom, all, mm -hmm. the, all the while shooting St. Elsewhere. So it was a unique, unique situation. Well, see, you could have bought then. <laughs> I should have, <laughs> yeah. You really should have done that yeah. when that happened. Yeah. We were talking before a little bit about, because I'm, I'm very fascinated when you are here, when you talk about growing up and growing up in Mount Vernon. Right. How did that form you? How is that still with you, whatever and however you were raised? I'm an ordinary guy with an extraordinary job. And, and I'm proud and happy to have been born and raised in Mount Vernon and the friendships that I had there and the way I was raised and the, and the people that I was raised with. And I like going back up there. And, you know, I keep waiting to, for somebody to wake me up and I'm still working at the post office. And they're like... <laughs> You know, I'm like, what do you mean? I'm not famous? I'm like, no, get back to work. You're at the <laughs> yeah. post office. This didn't happen. Yeah, this didn't happen. You didn't happen. win those Oscars. You didn't win those Oscars. <laughs> no, yeah, that's whatever. it. And the yeah. mail's got to be delivered tonight. That's some Twilight Zone that you're exactly. living in until it's exactly. just like really not true. But you're the son of a preacher. Yeah. Son of a preacher, man. Yeah, yeah. What? How does that affect you? I don't know. I mean, uh, you my father was me, a gentleman. He was a really gentle man. He was a powerful preacher very charismatic big voice handsome guy and uh church was something i had to do it wasn't like it wasn't fun mm -hmm. as a little kid you know you had to go you had to go to all the services and you know so i was always looking for ways to sneak out <laughs> yeah. in his church his church in marinek the bathroom was in the hallway but then the hallway went outside <laughs> so i act like i'm going to the bathroom then i'd sneak outside but then you had to go past the front of the church and if the door was open they could see, he could see right out the door, so I'd fly across there. And then next, a couple of stores down was the fire, firehouse and a, store, and a candy store. Mm -hmm. So did, when he caught you, and I'm assuming... No, he never came he out. He never did? No, he... he Your mom didn't My prayers catch. were answered. <laughs> that was it. That was it. But I remember you saying to me once, I think sometimes I was meant to be a preacher. I, I do have a platform, a pulpit, if you will. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, I, I asked that. I remember asking a, a, a minister, a, a, a bishop that, do you think I should be a preacher? He says, well, you, you're already speaking. You already have your, your, your pulpit. So I kind of look at it that way. Do you feel that when you're making a movie, a specific kind of movie, that you are reaching somebody in that way? I don't worry about trying to send a message because that sort of, suggest that I know what people need and mm -hmm. I don't necessarily know what they need. I know what I've been given and I'll use the abilities I have to, to share what I know. And, you know, people say, well, what do you want people to get from this movie? I say, well, it depends upon what they bring to it. So that's up to, it's up to you. It's up to the viewer. It's not like, oh, I need you to feel this way or mm -hmm. I'm doing this so that you, I mean, I wouldn't presume I know what you need. But it's, it, it's interesting, the connection between preaching, mm -hmm. uh, which we all think of sermons, mm -hmm. you know, but the best sermons basically touch you in a certain mm -hmm. way and mm -hmm. make you think for yourself, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. just like a performance can do that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I've had actors who have been on the show who said, well, I saw Denzel do Fences on mm -hmm. Broadway, mm -hmm. yeah. and I said, I want to do that. You never, know who, you, you never that. know who you touch, and you never know how. That's why I don't even like certain movies I've done that, or my favorites are someone's favorite, mm -hmm. you know, because, oh, no, that was my favorite because of where I was when, when you said that. And so on. I'm like, oh, wow. OK, I didn't. Who yeah, knew you do that? Do you have favorites among your movies? 
I always say, people say, what's your favorite movie? I yeah. say my next one. Next one. <laughs> because I'm, I'm, I'm interested in the process. Mm-hmm. So. Do you watch your older movies? No. Nah. Do your kids want to watch them with you? No. Nah. <laughs> Wrong. Uh, well, Come on, they're growing no, my, up. My, youngest, my oldest son, John David, who's, who's a wonderful actor now. In fact, he's, he's, he's doing a Spike Lee movie now. He wore out uh, Glory. He watched that movie. I had to get him a uniform. I had to get him a rifle. Well, that's thing. really taking it to Yeah, he would sit in front of the TV and watch it. He knew all the parts. He knew my part and Morgan Freeman and Matthew uh, uh, Broderick's part. And, yeah. So you're taking on this on Broadway in the spring. Eugene O'Neill's mm. Iceman Cometh mm. playing Hickey. That's mm. a, a bear of a part. Good. A lot of people. Good. See, so you're not afraid of any kind of challenge like that. That's the point. It, yeah. I mean, what, well, it is. But some people would say, "Look, I'm 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 successful. I have this really good career. Do I need to do this on stage for?" Well, I need to grow. Mm-hmm. I need to continue to grow as an actor, and I'm getting the opportunity to work with a great director, George Wolfe. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. He's he's shaping the, the the whatever version of the of the play that we're going to be doing right now. I'm waiting for him to give it to me so I can mm-hmm. start reading it. But um, that's that that's the fun of it for me. That's the challenge. I started in the theater, and it's my first and last love professionally. And, and I'm so you think home. you'll always go back to it between always. the movies that always. you're doing? Always, as long as I can. And it gives you, besides the chance to grow, what do you get a visceral? You get to touch. You get to find out that night. <laughs> Every night. Every night. Yeah, with you they know, love you one night and hate you. The hate next. you the next. <laughs> I remember years ago I was on Broadway in the '80s and I was doing a play and I didn't want to be there. And I just was one of them funky moods I was in that night. And I heard it was quiet and I heard a woman say, "Who does he think he is?" And it hit me like a ton of bricks that it comes across. Mm-hmm. So be honest, take it seriously, don't take it for granted, and give your best. Mm. I never forgot that. It was in a quiet moment. I was, Who does he die? Maybe she was talking about the character. Maybe. Yeah, maybe, maybe. but, but I took not, it. You took it in there I remember in, we were doing Fences, and in Fences, I, I come out with the, with, with, the, with the baby. He comes home with the baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and another woman. Might have been the same woman. No. <laughs> she, yeah, she's following she, me. Yeah, she's following <laughs> me. And she said, it was dead quiet. She's like, oh, Denzel. Because I'm carrying this baby. <laughs> I was almost wanted to stop him. Like, no, it's a play. It's a play. It's not really. <laughs> oh, yeah. Denzel. Oh, not not old Troy to carry the. Oh, Denzel. <laughs> like, how good? How good you? <laughs> well, I guess that's the fun of it. To, yeah. To do this, it's live. You don't you don't know what you're gonna get. And each night, each audience is different. There's a collective energy that's different about every every audience. Who, who, when you were growing up and wanting to do this and be this, were you inspired by? James Earl Jones. Mm. Yeah, I, you know, starting in the theater, I remember seeing him do Oedipus the King at St. John the Divine Cathedral. Mm. And he made this entrance and just filled up the whole cathedral and his voice and all the sides. I was like, man. So I went backstage and I, got, I snuck into his dressing room. And he was talking to the, you know, the fans or people. And I remember seeing uh, the, by his dressing table all the rings and stuff that he was wearing. I started putting stuff on. I think he saw me. He just kind of let me hang out, you know, like a young actor just mm-hmm. hanging out. That was generous. Yeah, I mean. well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I kept a couple little rings. No, no, I didn't. <laughs> well, I remember how big they were and then the clothes. And I was like, man, one day. So you got to meet your idol in that sense. Mm-hmm. And had, had, did you keep a relationship up with him? No, but he, 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 uh, he came to see Fences when we did Fences. Wow, the and guy who he, created it. Yeah. yeah. And, and I remember taking a picture and then I got a copy of the picture. And I was like, wow, he's not as big as I thought he was. That's what I remember. remember. You know, when I looked at the picture, because he was so big to me when I was, when I when I saw him when I was up and coming, and 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 then this photograph. I looked at it, and we were about the same height. Mm-hmm. I was like, ah, I thought he was five inches taller than me or something. Just, just that command he has of the of the stage. He does. He does. Yes. He sure does. So you know how we end in song all the time. A song? We'd always do end in song. Okay. You always sing for me. What? what you, well, with, last with time, you. Last time, well, no, for me. I'll do it with you if I knew it. When what, did you we were, do, what did we sing last time? At the time you were looking for, uh, fen- for fences, you wanted all the way, but you, you didn't do the Sinatra all the way. You did that, but what would Roman be listening to? Oh, you know what a song I liked? When I was a kid, I had to sing it, I think, in the fifth grade. Uh, um, make someone happy. Just make one just someone, want someone, someone happy. happy. Just make someone you cling to. Love is the answer. Someone, someone to love, love is the answer. answer. And you find, find someone, then your life around. Make someone happy. <laughs> just make one someone happy. And the last line was, and you will be happy too. There it is. The perfect See, I song. think I can sing for about two seconds. Mm-hmm. Then I hear myself, and then I'm like, oh, no. (laughs) Denzel Washington, Esquire, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That was great.